Welcome to the Meet Musings Podcast, the show where we talk about different issues and disabilities that affect people emotionally, psychologically, physically and mentally. We discuss health and well-being generally. We are amplifying the voices of people living with disabilities and limitations and breaking the stigmas. Our podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Amazon Podcast, Tune in in Alexa, Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. We are also available on Listen Note, Radio Public and iHeartRadio. Just search Meet Musings Podcast on any social media platform. Welcome! In this series, I have with me Sam and Gina Michelle, all the way from Indiana. Welcome to the Mute Musings Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Sam is a teenager living with autism. Gina is his mom, so she's his main carer, as I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So both of them going to be at the podcast. So can you tell us more about you, Sam? Can you tell us who Sam Michelle is? Yeah, sure. So I'm Sam. Hello. I go to our... No. I'm Sam. I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy dogs and I just do what I want. That's an interesting fact that you do your own podcast. How did you start the podcast? Uh, I got... Inter- well... I joined my school's media club, which is which is part of podcasting, and that's where I found uh, the podcast. As as it helped you with your autism in any way? Yes, yes, ma'am, it has. It's only yeah. grown a little bit. I think it's sometimes therapy for me. Every once in a while, I could use it for therapeutic reasons. And how does your autism affect you, really? In a positive way, I'm more creative and more outgoing than I used to be. But negatives, I don't. I struggle with uh, social cues. I don't pick up on. Sometimes I'm too blunt. Sometimes I'm too honest. Sometimes I don't know how to enter one. I don't know how to (laughs) exit one. That's the same with most people. Sometimes people are too blunt. I believe that's just your character. Do you think that's got to do with your autism? Uh, uh, I, I I don't agree with that. Yeah, I I know what you're saying, and it seems like we do live in a world where people are blunt and people do kind of say what they want. But from what we know about autism and kind of seeing Sam grow up from his mother's standpoint, like from my standpoint, it is like neurological. So somebody that has autism, they do see the world quite differently than yeah. somebody who has like a typical brain. So when Sam does try to enter a conversation or exit a conversation, or sometimes he'll think, uh, this is what I'm thinking, but how can I say this? Sometimes it really can be a result from the autism, but like you said, it can be so common in everybody. And sometimes it's hard to tell, like, is that person just being a human being or are, is, with Sam really or I being a butt, basically. Yeah, or like, yeah. are they being disrespectful, or are they really struggling with that? So I know what you're saying, but the data on autism is, it's one of the side effects, is struggling a little bit socially. Clearly, it's something that is so easy to miss. 
or even confused in somebody that is autistic. There's a big difference between being a bot and struggling. So I quite understand that. What sort of resources do you have? I have a flow pass in school where I get to, uh, every time the lesson's over, I can just go down to the resource room and get help or mm -hmm. extra help. Where I get, yeah. can get test read and get some extra time, get an extra day or two to work on some homework. That's what it is. And sometimes I, I'm getting a lot of help from people, so I got to support I'm like with some, for some people in the school that's helped me. So, yeah. He's never ashamed to, you know, Absolutely. like, okay, stay in your math class, get all the information you need. And then go down to the resource room. He has an amazing resource teacher. Her name is Mrs. Reagan. She's been with him for four years, and she's amazing. And Miss um, yeah, White for her. Yeah, and then Mrs. White was in middle school, but they just—they're so amazing. And he—he has just always used what has been provided. He would never be as successful had he not had. No, that. I would say I remember the cops. I didn't have it. Thank you, Sam's teachers. You've helped him become. An amazing, intelligent young man. And what has been your greatest challenge so far? Challenge? Well, it's like relationships, making friends is a big, difficult one because I always get social anxiety. I'm going to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah, but we've talked with him about that too. But that's still a big one. Oh, absolutely. Me. It's a legitimate fear, and, and he'll. Say, I just, I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong time, wrong thing at the same time. If I was 10, I'd be like, okay, fine. Mm. Now I'm 18. I'm like, oh. But I told you, <laughs> we all are in that category. <laughs> like, we've all put our foot in our mouth and have said the wrong thing at some point in our lives. So, people yeah, know. Yeah, foot and mouth disease. If, more like if people know you and they support you, then they will understand. And if you say, oh, I'm sorry that that came across as wrong, if they're your true friend and if they're worth knowing, they will, they will understand. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. So I, I think sometimes people just choose to misunderstand what you're saying. I know like every other person, you have your good days, you have your bad days. Like, do you have a support system in place? Yeah. Yeah. Mom's side of the family and yeah. my dad's side of the family. Right. How do they support you? Um, how do they support me? That's good. You more have to see, it's more of a behind the scenes. You have to witness it to experience it. I don't know what else I can say. Yeah, I'm just talking about it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, and talking about your feelings, sometimes I think it's just about understanding where you're coming from and knowing you as a person. That's what I was going to say, is it's just always being there for him, dealing with autism sometimes especially the negative part of it can be hard on the whole family. And there are times where I have been like, I need a break. Like I can't help you with this right now. Like I'm overwhelmed. I need to like step away for a few minutes. And he understands that. But I think it's just always being real with him, supporting him and making him understand that there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Not, he, he's not broken at all. He doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah, he has, exactly. He has autism, and that's just a piece of the puzzle, and he embraces it, and we've always taught him to embrace it. So, Do you have, like, maybe activities that you like to take part in sometimes? Media club, like I said earlier. Uh, what else? I own a 4x4 four four Kubota I take 
rides on sometimes. Some my I just, um play pinball and I do watch WWE. Oh, sometimes. pinball! Oh, that's interesting. Soccer? Do you have no a favorite team? You don't do soccer. No, oh. or, I don't do that sports stuff, bud. <laughs> 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 and soccer in the states isn't mm. big at all. We have it's for us. It's football and basketball, uh, what basketball, it is. Oh, baseball, and baseball. Baseball. All right. We have a soccer team that, like, the U.S. completes uh, competes in the Olympics, but it's just not watched as other countries. So soccer is big in UK and in Nigeria, where I come from originally. You have other things that you do in school outside your studies like in the media club i'm in an entrepreneurship class i'm learning about business that's why i'm dressed kind of nice i always have to wear nice that's why and i'm taking pe physical education i don't know what you guys call it in england yeah that's the same thing we call it p icp geography english i took in a year of french and then then math I took in biology, health, a year of journalism, and um, I did enjoy geometry. I will say that. Why do you think you enjoyed geometry? Because it's shapes and patterns. Yeah. There's no reason. Why is why is X going to four? Four X Z. It's a known fact that people with autism usually see things in shapes and patterns. But that is interesting that you brought that or, up. Oh, I'm sorry. Or okay. sometimes, that, but it, geology involves simple algebra, like 4x minus 3 equals 12. Okay, duh. We can do that. But the geometry is patterns and shapes. And he's always, since he's been very small, he's always thought in patterns and like compartmentalized things. Like he's grouped. So I, when he uh, did really well with geometry, I was not surprised. Because surprised, yeah. that's how he thinks. Yep. Yeah. And then I took a year of web design. Like making web pages. Yeah. Did that you was, find that I, interesting? It was very interesting. That's the teachers in quarantine right now. Is, which is <laughs> the Unfortunately. And then I, I took um, JAG. That stands for Jobs for American Graduates. So yeah. teaching job skills. And then Earth Space Science. And, and then let's see what else am I taking? Sociology. Which are your best subjects? You've mentioned like different subjects that you do. Apart from geometry, which you say you find quite interesting. What else do you like? What's your um, favorite? Okay. English. English because of this one right here. <laughs> She's an English teacher. <laughs> and I like to write. So when you add that. And creative writing. I take that this year because it's more free write and hands-on ordeal. Thank you for that. Gina, over to you now. I know it must be a bit of a challenge when you, you are a parent to a child that has difficulties. I won't call it disabilities. I don't want to call it disabilities that has difficulties in doing some things. What are some of the challenges that you've experienced? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam was diagnosed when he was four. So we've had, um, he's 18 now. So we've had, you know, a lot of years to kind of understand what it is. And I can imagine the journey could not have been easy. It is challenging. It is. And and I actually had a conversation with somebody two or three years ago. And I remember saying it had been like, like the day before had been like a really bad day for Sam. And 
I just still was kind of upset about it. And one of my Mm -hmm. friends, um, I said, I just don't want to be a complainer or a baby because Sam is wonderful. And I I feel like I'm complaining, but Mm -hmm. I said, all parents deal with something. So it's really not any like worse for me. But my friend said, you are allowed to say that it's harder because it is harder. And so I just remember thinking, okay, like I'm allowed. I'm allowed to recognize that some days are harder than others, really tough. But I would say some of the, the hardest things is maybe explaining things to him in a way that he will understand. If I try to explain things the way that I think of them, because I'm non-autistic, then I have to remember that, okay, that's not going to work for him. So I would say most days he has something to talk about because he's not understanding it or he's struggling with what to do. And I would say every single morning or every single night, like we have to, I have to set aside probably at least an hour just to say, okay, what's going on? And then I help him through it. Well, not all the time. It's almost daily. (laughs) It's not daily. (laughs) But it's okay. Like that's, that's what I do. I'm Sam's mom. And sometimes I just think I'm so glad I am because I have that job. I have that job and responsibility of making sure Sam can function. And I'm just afraid that no one else will do it right. And so I want, I'm the one who wants to be there for him and help him. You have definitely come a long way. How did you feel? When you were told he's autistic. It was hard at first. It was. I, we got the diagnosis. We weren't surprised because of lots of behaviors he was showing. But I'm not going to lie. It was to hear the official diagnosis that Sam was at autism um, was pretty devastating. And I spent just a very short amount of time kind of feeling sorry for everybody and kind of wallowing Mm -hmm. and then kind of feeling sorry for myself. Like, why is this happening? That was pretty short lived um, because then we educated ourselves and understood that Sam is, he's normal. We don't like the word normal (laughs) because there's no, who determines that? There's no, there's no normal. So Sam is Sam and he just happens to have, like I'm not saying, I'm safe in F bomb. Just don't say the other one. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he's pretty blunt and we have to, we have to rein him in. Like, okay. I'm just saying, I don't care if it's the F word. I just don't say the other one, the N one, normal. Oh, well, I I respect, I respect his bluntness, but Sam has to be helped and encouraged like, okay, there's a place and a time. So you're at home, you feel comfortable, but okay, now you're at school. So you have to rein it in a little bit. Like he has to be taught that. I suppose that's, I mean, that's the same with other children as well, because when you're raising a child, you have to spend time, you have to give them, you know, you have to spend that time with each, each child is different. Each child has a different pace of learning for some could say, oh, just do X, Y, Z. And they know what you're talking about, but for some. You actually need to give them step-by-step instruction on how to arrive at A. And for some, you actually have to tell them one plus one 
and you have to show, oh, that's a piece of paper and put another piece of paper. That makes two pieces of paper. I think Sam is a brilliant person because I've listened to some of his podcasts. And, oh, I keep forgetting this important question. What actually motivated you to start your own podcast, Sam? What motivated me? Well, that's a good question. Um, probably determination because I want to do it really bad. I mean, that's really what it is, is determination. Because I really wanted to do, really do it because this person over here to my left was skeptical. So, <laughs> I was. I, I, he, I, was. I, I mean, he did the podcast at his school and loved it. That I, I would like to Try do, do my own. I was like, oh, I, I just didn't want him to. I didn't want it to um, stress him out, and I, I just, it was a big undertaking. Pitched him, but I was nervous that he'd be disappointed, or that it completely took. Yeah, off. I wasn't expecting this. I just thought it'd be like few, few episodes, good, few likes, move on. That's what I thought it would be, but nope, not this really. Well, I, I think the topic is because he wanted to do um, a traveling podcast at first, initially. initially, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I said, but do you feel strongly about that? Because your your passion about it that come out in your podcast. And the answer is yes to that. But anyway. Yeah, and he what he said he was like I, I do like traveling, but he came up with autism, and I think people that listen to the podcast can. It's just I mean it's an it's a podcast about autism. Someone who has it. And that's so, authentic. I mean, yeah, you, you see him ran by doctors, and okay, cool. You can relate to some more experience than a doctor. Doctor can state you the facts. We can give you the, uh, the truths, I guess. Exactly. Absolutely. That's that. Yeah. I think that's why it has been successful because it's so relatable to people. Right. So thank you for that. You have come a very long way. Has that helped you at all? Yes, ma'am. It has. Can you tell us why you think it's helped? Because it's therapeutic and... We all need it sometimes. That's good. Is there any other things that you would like people to understand better about autism? That we're not from, broke? From both of your perspectives, yeah. From your perspective, Sam first, and then now go back to Gina. That no one is stupid, like mentally stupid or mentally ill. They just need help in some way, shape, or capacity. Yeah, I... To kind of piggyback off of that, and, and I think, you know, when Sam started his podcast, I said, what do you, what do you want to happen? What's your purpose? And his only thing was to help. And yeah, never to make money. He doesn't really want to monetize it too much. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he has a little bit, but that's not the purpose. But what I want people to know is, like you were talking about stigma. I just hope I live to see the day that with autism and other things that the stigma is taken off and people and people look at Sam, not like, Oh, there's the kid with autism. He really can't do a lot. Mm, um, no. Wrong. I don't want like people do think that sometimes. And I want people to understand, no, he has autism. He's here. Functional member of society. I'm and he's, a podcast. I mean, yeah, what else do I need to do? He's successful. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think, don't think that he's any less because he's a hundred percent not. So yeah. that's that's the message I want him to get across. But that's what I like to see. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Uh, the society just places stigma on particular 
illnesses like cancer, like sickle cell anemia, like autism. They just believe what they want. There should be a place for everybody to be able to express themselves. And that's the reason I started this, just to be able to help people raise their voices. So I am quite uh, intrigued by your response. So to the next question now, what sort of response has your family given to him in terms of attitude, support? Yeah, well, uh, family. Oh. So both of our families, um, we all live very close together. Um, it's my, awesome. Yeah, it's very anyway. awesome. My side of the family and my husband's side of the family. I think they're that different, but they're cool. But they're, they're very different, but yeah. they have just at first, I think all of them were like, what? What is this? Like they didn't quite understand it. But once we explained it, they understand and they are very, very supportive. And I love it because they do know that Sam has autism, but he's not treated any differently than the other grandchildren. And he, there's still expectations for how he needs to act and how he needs to be respectful. And we all expect that of him. Yeah, except you just, you, your family doesn't have that expectations as much. Well, they're different. Yeah. They're different. They're funny. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like they, they all support him oh, in yeah. respect. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would never disagree with that statement at all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's been, a good, it's been a good response as he's grown up. So. Right. So that's interesting, right? Having a support network from your immediate family is very important to be mm-hmm. able to get through any day, even without any autistic mm-hmm. child. So, to me, I see a brilliant person. I've listened to some of the podcasts and they're quite interesting. Talking to your grandfather and to your grandmother. Yeah, their perspective. They see you just as a normal child. Oh, you, I, you asked your grandfather, oh, do you think I'm funny? Yeah, I, <laughs> I say he's so funny. Yeah, my dad is. That's my dad. He's the yeah. Best. They were so funny, but they get along. so funny, yeah. So how would you describe yourself, Sam? Oh, how do I describe myself? Hmm. Well, if you watch interviews on my podcast, the interviews, they, they'll answer that for you. But how do you see yourself? I don't know. I see myself. That's why I asked them. Um, but not them. Like, I'll tell her how I you, see you. Yourself. You see I, Inside yeah. I don't give you that answer. I'm sorry. Like, what, what adjectives do you think describe you? A god? I don't know. A god? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you, do you want an honest answer? I mean, do, are you funny? I would are say you, so, I guess. Are you kind? <laughs> you so, <laughs> <laughs> do you see this going forward with a podcast do you still want people to listen to it do you still want to be able to educate people i don't know yet this this is a possibility for a future but i might be a travel agent because i enjoy tourism like i said would you be changing that to a travel podcast maybe you never know but <laughs> i mean not because yeah. i was going to be a travel agent i've always thought of that I think right. He's always told me right now. Um, what he's told me is that like he this is getting big. He kind of considers it still a hobby. 
I do a lot of the beside, behind the scenes work with the website and scheduling and all of that stuff. So he's kind of the voice behind the podcast. But right now he says it's a hobby. I really enjoy what I'm doing, but I don't want to be, you know, locked in. He mm. might want to explore something else later. And I'm like, you're, you're allowed to do that. So where would you like to visit? Not out of the United States, except the United Kingdom. Maybe going to meet you. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, that's a good question. Let me see what I got. I'm going to get you something here to help you out. Yes, I can. I wrote a list somewhere I want to go. Oh, cool. Some of them are be like Washington, D.C. Like, right. Ask for a class trip. I want to go there just with her. Well, what, what would you want to do in Washington? Go to your museums that we I haven't got to see. I went there once on a class trip, man. Some of the stuff I didn't get to see, but okay. I want to see it. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. There's a, I don't know if you heard of this. This is new for you, but there's a tower. So it's called the Frying Pan Tower. It's a hotel, but it's like on the ocean. It's like an isolated place is not the nicest way to put it. Okay. There's not a lot of people there. So it's kind of an interesting spot and like unique that I want to go. This is kind of what he does. What? Like he really likes to research places and then he writes them down. Let he me see. Really you can pick one I get to read. You get to tell me. Mom's going to read you another one because I can't pick one. Uh, he has, oh, he has San Francisco down. We would love to go see the, uh, the um, Alcatraz that's out there. Okay. Um, and then we have family that live in upstate New York that we would like to go visit. He, we've been to yeah, we've been to Texas, but we he wants to see other parts of Texas. Yeah, there's a zero because I'm a big fan of heights. Of course, Grounded Thrill or amusement park where they have like bungee jumping and I'm like, all right, let's do it. This one <laughs> oh, won't do it. Bungee anyway. jumping. That's cool. Can you tell me what's your favorite food is? Food is oh, buffalo wings, easily with ranch. Do you know how to prepare that? I don't know how to prepare. I'll eat them. <laughs> yeah, he loves wings. If I put wings, though, I think I make them. I make if I made wings, I make them too hot. Maybe, let's say me a fun trip to the bathroom. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh wow, interesting, Jenna. What's your favorite food? What did you, oh. you say on my podcast, buddy? I can't remember. Um, so, I, I love food that is not good for me. Oh, yeah. Um, you say, like, macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I wish that I like. I mean, I do. I like. I am not picky at all. You're, I know, Dad, you're a big steak fan. I do like steak, but your dad really likes steak. Um, I really like sweets. <laughs> I like cake and pie what and ice cake, cream. Though? What, what cake, though? Like, what cake? Yeah. I mm. love red velvet cake. And lemon cake. And I like lemon stuff. What's Christmas like around your home? Christmas like. Um, well, you put up the tree, you sleep, Santa comes in, you get your presents. <laughs> That's Christmas. It's more than that. And you get some time with family. I gotta mention. <laughs> That's what it is. He's right. We um we do celebrate Christmas and I you know, I love it. I, I I like Halloween. We I am a big fall person. I'm a big Halloween person. I, yeah, I love the fall time. Do you make pumpkin cakes? Uh, oh, yeah, we make I pumpkin love pumpkin pie. cakes. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite dessert, pumpkin cake rolls. Oh, <laughs> so Christmas is good, though. We have, we have a Christmas tree, and we decorate, and then we always have a couple of, well, usually we just have one big one. We have a big party. A Christmas get together with my side of the family and my husband's side of the family. We all come together as one. 
um, really love that. That is a really fun time. Yeah, Christmas is always fun time when you get to celebrate, when you see people that you've not seen liking. We play games yes. and we play cards against humanity. We played games and just We visited. played with the potato poop game, whatever it's called. <laughs> Remember where they put the thing in yeah. the, between the five? Yeah. And they get to drop in the trash. We play fun games like that will make everybody. Puzzles? Do you like puzzles as well? Puzzle games? Oh, do you? We don't necessarily. Do you like puzzles? No. We don't necessarily. I like escape rooms, though. That's kind of puzzly. Yeah. I don't know if. Did you. Does the United Kingdom have escape rooms? That's what we have in America, too. But I enjoy those type of puzzle stuff. And oh. yeah, I, always, I always got the big questions up my sleeve sometimes. Like, what's the meaning of life? That's a big question I have right now. The meaning of life? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. To be honest, if we start. Answering that question, we will probably not finish this today because at the moment, life has different meanings for different people. It's just a moment. It's just a day. It's just an hour. And sometimes it's just time with family. So there's a lot of things that we could explore to answer that question. So. Apart from traveling, what's your ambition for the future? My ambition for the future is just to make it, honestly. Mm-hmm. To make, to it, make and, it? Yeah, to make it and get a job and have a successful life. That's really it. In what way do you want to make it? I just want to get a job, buy a house, just see where life takes me. Whatever happens, happens. That's what I'm always like. Of course. Whatever happens, happens. Life goes on regardless of what you're going through or the way you feel. Life never stops. Exactly. I've always thought that as the world has become more dangerous, you know, to travel less or they become in their home more. And me personally, I've never thought that. And I, and I've tried to instill that into Sam, like, but you're not okay with just that. live your life. Like, just do what you want to do. And that's what we, I mean, I think he's more reserved than I am with things, but I'm like you, I'm going to go do what I want. And do you have other children, Gina? Nope. nope. Sam's my only one. Oh. Yes. Well, it's been interesting chatting to you and I really appreciate the time. And it's just along the way, I will say Sam has met such wonderful people people like yourself oh thank you very much Gina it's been an amazing experience speaking with you and Sam and discovering this journey with you thank you so much for coming on our podcast I really admire what you guys are doing with your podcast and with your podcast getting information out about spreading information about autism i just i feel like that's the power that's gonna change the world like one yeah. at a time so i really i really um respect what yeah. both of you do I mean, thank you yeah the, the world is a global village now and mm-hmm. most things are going to be done online that's mm-hmm. why we need to get this information out there absolutely people and living I- with disabilities are no different from other people you have a physical disorder uh, another person has another challenge, but it doesn't make them any less. No, ma'am. Yeah. No, I, I think that we've always said, I, I just don't even really believe autism is a disability. 
because I feel like in our own way, everybody is disabled. There is no perfect person that says, I don't struggle with anything. Nobody can say that. So I just feel like, okay, Sam struggles with this. I have struggles. You have struggles. Now, what is the next person struggle with? I just feel like we all... Sam is very good about using the resources that's been provided to him. He's not mm. ashamed to use them. Nope, I do it, don't like it, and I'm afraid that's and no, a tough lot. Well, we all have resources we use, and we never should be afraid to use resources. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you would like us to know about Sam or the podcast, or even you? Say, if it's okay with you. Um, yeah. So he has a, a website. It's autismrocksandrolls.com. Yeah. That has all of his speaking engagements, all of his merchandise, and all of his podcasts, all the information on and it. And all the people who I've been on. Yeah, he has his guest list, his appearances. And then also he has, you can find his podcast on just all the major platforms. So Podbean, iTunes, um, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, YouTube. So that's where you can find it if you're interested. Oh, the podcast. And the podcast is called Autism Rocks and Roll. And oh. then he will have um, in, in one of his sections, I mean, he has some, he'll have some blank spots coming up um, eventually. And we would love for you to at Possibly some point be on. Oh, be on brilliant. Say, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. But he's 40 <laughs> Just so, keep rocking and keep rolling. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Keep rolling and keep living. And I wish you all the best. Thank you for coming okay. on the podcast. All right. Stay well. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. A big thank you to all our listeners who have been sending us messages through the message link. I would like to thank everyone who has listened in so far and contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much. We couldn't have done anything without you. Keep listening, keep sharing, keep downloading and keep liking. Thank you again.